from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. It is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin is alongside. He is not a McFarland. He's a McKenzie. Yes. Close enough. Yes. It's. We'll put that in the cousin range. Yes. That, that works. Yeah. The MCKs. MCKs with the MCFs. Yes. <laughs> that works. I mean, listen. It does. We got a lot to get into today. Hope everybody's having a good day to this point. Congratulations to LBJ. Mm-hmm. All-time leading scorer in NBA history. Incredible accomplishment. Um, you know, what's interesting, Darren, is uh, going back in history at the time when uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar set the record, I know a lot of people didn't think it was ever going to be broken. Uh, they thought, you know, this was this was going to be it for, for for maybe all time. Like Wayne Gretzky in hockey. Yeah. Or Jerry Rice in, in receiving. You know, the, yeah. the and numbers. I don't know, but you know what? Yeah. Who are we getting, right? The way oh, we've been talking about the today's Jerry, game. The Jerry Jerry's Rice numbers could yeah. certainly fall. They're coming down. Could Pro- certainly probably fall. Probably at some point. Now, the Emmett Smith number may never fall because of the way the running game has changed. So now, somebody getting to wherever yeah. Emmett is, I think Emmett's at – I don't know where. Yeah, I'm it not doesn't matter. Pretend, I think to your yeah. point, today's running backs in today's game, they're yeah. not going. I don't Nobody's think he's going to get record. to yeah. No, but you can catch Jerry now. Yeah, and you can catch Wayne probably. And and no, Ovechkin now, is. Yes, yes, he is. He's going to. And and now you know Kareem has been caught. So you know it's it's very very interesting. It really is. Yeah, today's game has uh, records. Uh, as a great point. Records that we did not think were ever going to get broken. Are probably all going to come tumbling down. Yeah, they just at some are. Point, at some it's point, it's just the games, the rules uh, are going to allow if they stay in it long enough. That'll yeah. be the only thing that prevents the Jerry Rice. Can you? Will you? The money is so great. Yeah. Are you willing to still play for 14, 15 years? Yeah. You know, and be productive at a high level for fifteen years. Then yeah. You can be Jerry Rice. Yeah. Can you be productive? Can you still but, get separation? Can you find a way to get open? But today's not get, even separation. Just get open. I was gonna say just get open. But today's receivers that get paid so well. Yeah. Uh, the position's important, and yeah. you wonder will they ever last that long? Yeah. Or are they like, peace out. I'm good. I got 200 mil. That is an excellent point that you just brought up. Jerry Rice didn't make 200 million. No, he didn't. But he also loved the game. He, he loved to play football. He did. Jerry Rice did. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar loved to play basketball. And LeBron James loves to play basketball. So you have to love it with a deep passion to stay in it as long as they have. Because LeBron could have retired years ago yeah. uh, with no problems. 615-844-5600. He goes by Dr. Detroit. Mm. He is on the line. He has uh, graced us with his presence right out of the gates. Man. DD, what's up? Hey guys, how are, I that is tremendous. You know, I just I heard over the weekend and uh uh NBA show that comes on right off right before uh NASCAR hub on uh Fox Sports One 
And then they're like saying, well, hell, he, he, he could do it tonight. I, would, I think at the time it was only 36 points away, but mm-hmm. wow, you guys are right. That's just mouth dropping. That's just unheard of. You would never think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record would even come close to being touched. Uh, real quick, what when Michael Jordan finally officially retired, what what did he end up? How many points did he have? I know you have to look it up, but was was he even close? How many years do you think he would have to play more to even reach that milestone? Uh, you know, Michael retired at thirty two thousand two ninety two. Um, so, you know, Mike was, uh, still another 6,000 points short of Kareem. So it would have been another, I mean, I mean, let's be honest when he went away to play baseball, that probably cut into yeah. him doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Sure. And you know what I mean, but maybe he just wasn't even focused at that time. I mean, I'm, I have the ambition, you know, we've had great players, a Cardinal and a Bray that, you know, Dion uh, played football and baseball and, uh, I admire their passion for that. Uh, I really do. Uh, guys, the Super Bowl that's going in, uh, of course, we, we're intrigued by the, the two brothers that are playing on opposite sides of the, of the field, and the mom's got the jerseys. Rut row. Oh. Super Bowl. And uh, what I think the last I heard uh, is it 50, the points were at uh, uh, 51 and under. At this time, the over under, uh, uh, a word under, yeah, yeah. I have not looked in days. I will you, you just, I'm, you just stall no. and you talk, and I'll, I'll get you that over under. <laughs> that is interesting. Who, uh, you, Phil, who you got, Philadelphia? Philadelphia is two and a half favored for yep. for today as as we speak. Correct. Okay. Yep. Last time I looked, they were two two and a half, depending on where you looked. It's not bad. Who you like, Doctor Detroit? Yeah, you know, I just I feel like really Philadelphia's got the momentum going, guys. I mean, I I don't favor e- either team, but uh, both got just some stellar quarterbacks. By the my way, my goodness, and they're still they're still in their prime, guys. Bear, by the way, quarterbacks are in their prime. DD, it's down to one and a half. It's actually going the other way. Mm. One and a what? half Eagles by no. one and a half. Over under is fifty and a half. Wow. Yeah, money going towards I'm the glad, Chiefs. Glad All right, and I'll end on this, on a, you know, a good comical – and you know God gave me a comical mind. All right, once the Super Bowl's over with, to me being Dr. Detroit, and believe me, I am thrilled to death, and my brother's keeper, John Burton, gave me a good shout-out. He loved the way the, the, the Lions finished their season – Knowing before they left the locker room, an hour before they got beat out by Seattle, but they went on a Lambo, accomplished, and defeated the Packers from making the playoffs, and ended up giving the state of Michigan and the city of Detroit a win record. I just can't wait for, for next season, guys. I really can't. I'm, I'm just so pumped, and because I just hadn't had nothing pumped to talk about the Lions in over decades since Barry Sanders and that Ohio State Buckeye called Chris Spielman. But uh, I'm just really, really looking forward to next season. <laughs> but the point I'm getting at, once the Super Bowl's over with, I don't want to talk about the draft until maybe two weeks before. I don't want to talk <laughs> about the Titans or pre- – I don't want to talk about the Titans or, or my, my, uh, my Lions, you know, okay. during 
probably two weeks during preseason. Well, I just don't get it. Yeah, you I've probably got, won't I've be listening to us bear- then. I'm about to say, the, 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 <laughs> you what, won't be listening the, to what, us. What, what we gonna be? T- what, <laughs> what are we? What are we gonna do? Uh, the college basketball <laughs> all the way. Th- I mean, uh, Indiana, DD, love North you, Carolina. brother. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, by the way, you haven't been listening to the show apparently because I've been giving Detroit a lot of love yes, so much that. Justin's been over here giving me side stares like my German Shepherd at home. Like what? 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 What are you doing, man? It's Detroit. It's the Lions. It's the Lions. What, like what, you, you know you, how this how, goes. How many more times are you going to bring up the Lions? He, I get side stares a lot towards I mean, the end of the I season mean, it's just, it's about Detroit. So clearly, you weren't listening to the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying John Burton wasn't giving the Lions love. I I agree he was, but so was I, man. You better do listen to the show a little bit more. What do you want to do here? We're gonna have to. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little. They got a big game at Memorial Gym. They tonight. do. Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Kevin Ingram is gonna join us. Eric Clay. We'll get to you on the other side after we talk to Ki. Kevin Ingram coming up next here on the McFarland Show. At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B21. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The players make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't the think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't they, think they're going to. Oh, they'll make it but lose. I feel pretty. that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so what, okay. What, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Yeah, coming in hot in Smyrna, in Laverne, Rutherford County. Check us out, 107.9. Loud and clear, over and out. I'm telling you, when I'm doing, I'm running around down there, you betcha, loud and clear. Okay. Love it. Let's go to KI. That's what he's affectionately known as, but his name is Kevin Ingram. Mm. He'll be at Memorial Gym tonight. There's a big one. Okay. Vanderbilt in Tennessee. Oh, ooh. You know, Fun stuff. Kind of a big basketball Yeah. Game. Kevin, what's going on? Oh, not a lot. Just hanging out, getting ready for a should, should be a fun night tonight over at Memorial. Like you said, big game for both teams, really. That was a nice response. They needed that win over the weekend after what happened in Tuscaloosa, right? That's a nice bounce back. Yeah, it really was. It was one of those games where no matter how it happened or who you're playing or <laughs> how you won, whether you won by 20 or won by one point, you just had to get it done and get a win, and they were able to. It was a nice bounce back. and You know, it was games. Like, it went back and forth. There were, like, 20 lead changes, but then finally Vanderbilt kind of built that little working margin there with about a minute left and uh, got to the finish line. So, yeah, it was kind of a uh, feel-good win, especially after the, uh, the events of last Tuesday in Tuscaloosa. You've been around Vanderbilt Athletics for a long time, and I, I'm certainly not trying to drudge up, you know, bad experiences or games, but they've had their, let's just say, fair share in all in all sports. You've been on the Vanderbilt sidelines in football and certainly basketball, so you're, you're aware of the, of the lay of the land. That, that one, and by the way, that wasn't, the crazy thing is it wasn't even the worst loss, but that was just one of those games from jump. It was like rut row. This this thing ain't coming back, right? That horse is gone. <laughs> it's like nine farms over. It's not coming back. Yeah, that was that was a tough one in Alabama, and even in the first half, you know, you had Jordan Wright and Liam Robbins. This was his first game back after missing four games with a foot injury, and he comes back, and him and, uh, and Jordan Wright collided yep. and both uh, had head injuries. And Jordan came back and tried to play a little bit, and Liam came back in the second half. But it was one of those games where like. Vanderbilt scored the first five points, and Alabama went on about a 21-0 run, and it just felt like everything Alabama threw up there went in, and everything Vanderbilt did went wrong. And um, I think it got to a point where he just kind of like trying to get the game over with and get on to the next one. But yeah, it was it was one of those nights, and you know, Alabama was coming off a game where they had lost big against oh, yeah. Oklahoma the game before, so you knew those guys were going to be sure. fired up and ready to play, and they certainly were. That that had to be one of their best performances of the season. They hit 19 threes, and Vanderbilt went three out of 30 from three, and that's not a good recipe. 
how good is Alabama? Seeing them up close and personal, like are they legit? Yeah, they're good, Darren. Uh, I've seen them twice, and we played them in Nashville, and and played them okay. They got ahead by like twenty three, and Vanderbilt cut it down to six at the end. But yeah. you know, in the game in Tuscaloosa was what it was. But I've seen Alabama play lots of times, other than just the games that Vanderbilt's played them, and boy, they're fun to watch for one thing. And Brandon Miller, the freshman from Antioch, is is spectacular, and I gotta think he's going to be not only SEC Player of the Year, but I, I figure he'll probably be first team All American or close to it anyway. Um, he, he's really a special player, and he's just really hard to deal with with all the stuff he does. Uh, he shoots at such a high percentage from three, but he can drive and get to the rim, and uh, just kind of lets the game come to him. And they have just a lot of talented guys. They have a lot of young guys. Uh, freshmen make up about half their scoring, and, and newcomers make up over seventy percent of their scoring. But uh, it feels like the the NATO has a, a nice recipe. Yeah. Now, the the one thing that could do them in, you've seen it over the years. Teams that are heavy on shooting threes, you get in a tournament, and you have a bad cold. game, or yep. somebody yep. somebody locks you down, or you get cold, and all of a sudden you you you, you play forty minutes, and you're going home. So uh, that that's one sort of caveat to what Alabama does. But they they they've had a fantastic season, and they've beaten some really good teams along the way. And the game against Oklahoma was just a real head scratcher. It felt like they. Uh, got pushed around a little bit in that game uh, against the Sooners, but they've they've come back and they're just fine since then. And uh, that's the one thing missing from their their resume for that program is getting to the Final Four. They've had lots of good individual players over the years, but never have been able to really uh, win that next game and get to the uh, to the uh, Final Four on that Saturday. Isn't that crazy to think about? Right, like they people don't realize they they have had their moments. Right, I mean you know this whether it was Godfrey or. The guys, the coaches they've had, they've had some talented teams. And to know that they've never been able to get to that final leg of the NCAA tournament is pretty amazing. It really is, you know, and I made this comparison. Lots of people compare Alabama football to Kentucky basketball with just the tradition of those programs. But I think it's almost about as interesting to, to compare Alabama basketball to Kentucky football and that. Both the programs have had lots of good individual players over the years and lots of guys that went on to become terrific pros and have long careers either in the NBA or NFL and in football's case. But neither one of them have had that just big-time team success, at least not in a long time. And, yeah, for Alabama, you think about some of the guys that have played there, and you go back to go back to the 80s and you think about Derek McKee and Latrell Sprewell and Robert Ory and uh, Jim Farmer and all, all those great players that have played there over the years. And you think about those Hollywood Robinson and some of those dudes from the early 90s. And Just listen even to those names. Times. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. golly. Good stuff. Yeah, but, but, they, but they've never broken through. And, uh-uh. and uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. But, you know, there have been tons of good players that have played there over the years. You know, Kevin, they, we were working at the same place. They sent me out to Phoenix. I covered that region where Vanderbilt and Alabama were there against that UConn yep. team that – I swear to you, could have beaten an NBA team. I mean, when they came out of the court, I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, that yeah. team went on to win it all. They were they were ridiculous. Yeah, there, it wasn't any uh, surprise that in 2004 that UConn team won it all because they they were, you know some some years you look at the tournament and you say you could play this tournament ten times and have ten different winners, and some years you could play the tournament and you could play it ten times and have the same, same winner. winner. That, that was one of, <laughs> yes, that was. was one of those years. It was a couple of years ago. It was like that with Villanova, where I said, you know what, no matter how many times you played this tournament, Villanova would win. Now this year might be one of those years where if you played the tournament a whole bunch of times, you'd have a lot of different winners. But yeah, I, I think it's really going to be interesting when March gets here to see how this whole thing goes down. Kevin's probably heard this story, Justin. I was sitting courtside next to Michael Wilbon. 
for that for that regional in, in Phoenix. <laughs> and he was laughing because I called the guys that I was working with at the time, George and Willie, who were Vandy grads, Vandy mm-hmm. guys. Yes. And when Heavily. I'm sitting courtside and I saw UConn come out and warm up, I called them each one and I was like, I don't want to be the bear of bad news. This is going to be – this is not going to go well this for me. This is not going to happen Like, tonight. I'm looking at this UConn team. I'm looking – I'm telling you. they are scared. And there Wilbon, are giants in the land. Because I was kind of having to talk loud because it's loud. You're courtside. You're down there, right? You're at the NCAA tournament. You know, the winner is going to be in the Final Four or the, or the or Elite Eight of this game. So, I'm having to talk real loud. And Wilbon is kind of snickering over there because I'm calling these Vandy guys and I'm like – I do, look, I'm not trying to be mean, but they ain't no way in hell they're beating that team. Okay, mm. I'm looking at them; they ain't beating that team. Mm. <laughs> I, I've, I've been that way before too. Like we went to the tournament with Belmont a whole bunch of times when I was there, and mm. you know, most most years I kind of have a way in my head that I think you know there's a path to victory that if you hit so many threes or you know whatever, and in a lot of those games, you know, Belmont played really well, or maybe even in the case of Duke, or uh, played really well against Virginia too in the tournament, I had a chance to win. But there was one year when we played against Georgetown, and I remember kind of having that same sort of feeling that I looked out there and said, I don't think there's a way we can win this game. Look at these dudes, man. We're screwed. <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, Kevin, I wanted to ask, before we completely leave the Alabama game, put it in the review, um, there is, of course, the opportunity. No, that- we can. My bad. I didn't mean to take us down that rabbit hole. but I, I mean, did. listen. I, I did. I, um, there's an opportunity here that, that Vanderbilt could see Alabama again coming up here in the SEC tournament. If that is the case, Willie, uh, Willie, sorry, Darren did this to me. Darren, Darren did that. I'm sorry, Kevin. That's you're going to blame Darren's this segment on me. Aren't I'm going to blame it on Darren. I'm sorry, Kevin Ingram. I know who you are, good sir. Um, it's okay. I've been called a lot worse. Willie's my guy, so that, that that's all good. <laughs> if if the Commodores run into the Crimson Tide again. Uh, will there be a little bit extra uh, in their tank to try to make sure that uh, what happened uh, a couple of weeks ago was truly just uh, you know a fluke kind of experience? Will there be something to prove for this team? Yeah, I'm sure there will be uh, if they got to that point and played them in the SEC tournament. And it, it actually would be a good thing because it would mean that Vanderbilt would have won at least one game to get to that point mm. uh, to face the Crimson Tide again. And Vanderbilt played him in the tournament last year and beat him down in Tampa and made a nice comeback. So, mm. yeah, you, 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 there's no telling how some of these uh, postseason games go or who you're going to play or, or how it might uh, match up. But, yeah, I think, I'm sure there's a part of these guys that wouldn't mind uh, seeing him again and just kind of uh, showing them that uh, it wasn't quite as bad as what it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the head coach here for, for – for the Commodores, Jerry Stackhouse has, has talked about the fact that after that, I thought you were going to call him. Willie. No, I was Willie not. Stackhouse. No, I was not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> the, they just want to. The, the goal right now is to get a winning record here uh, by the end of the end of the year. I mean, that's that's really what they want to try to accomplish here with the rest of the season. Uh, how does that play into? How they approach each game here? Is it really one game at a time, or is it more of a well? We can lose this one, then we gotta, you know, win the next one because the goal is to come out post five hundred here, plus five hundred. Yeah, I, I, th- I think each each game is sort of its own deal. Um, you, you can't really get ahead of yourself, especially in the SEC when you play tough teams every time out. 
Um, I think the one good thing about the the schedule is for February is you, <laughs> you played Alabama twice, and uh, after tonight you'll be done with Tennessee, and still got Kentucky one more time uh, at, the, at the start of March. And you, know, you, you look down the the road, and and all the games are difficult in the SEC, no matter who you're playing. But you look at some of them and say, okay, maybe we have more of an opportunity in, in some of these. So, and, and I think uh, Coach Dackhouse feels like that well, this group, even. You throw out that performance against Alabama, you look at a lot of the other SEC games that Vanderbilt's played and really have played well in most of the games. Uh, the shots haven't always gone in, but uh, they've been competitive and had a chance. Uh, I know the game at Missouri felt like one could have certainly uh, won out there and, and played pretty well against Tennessee the first time. Uh, you go down the line, there's a couple more that, that were like that. Um, but I, I think he feels like, okay, the stretch runs maybe setting up for this team to, to do some damage, make some noise, and you know, have an opportunity like tonight to you play Tennessee, and it's a rivalry game, and the, the, you know, those things are you know get cranked up a little bit more when you play those type games. So uh, I think they feel like this team uh, uh, has a run left in it. Uh, so much of basketball is just a make or miss game at times. I know it sounds really simple, but it, it's it's true. Um, you see some three pointers go in, and it's sort of the great equalizer sometimes. Mm-hmm. You play teams that uh, might have an advantage over you in other areas. So yeah, we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, He's still got got seven more games to play here in the regular season and uh, that, that many more opportunities to try to get something done. Kevin, I have to give you credit. The last time you were with us, uh, you talked about one of the biggest flaws with this particular team is they don't have anybody that can create shots uh, on their own, a, a one-on-one score. And I have to admit, I've been watching carefully since you said that, and you are <laughs> you're absolutely right, sir. Uh, it, it just isn't there. And even in the last win they had, you know, just looking at the box score here, no one scored over 15 points, and they scored as a team over 70 points. I mean, this is something that is really a, a, a tactic, I guess, for them, is to try to spread the scoring around because they don't have that dominant guy. Yeah, they, they certainly don't have a guy like Scottie Pippen Jr. last year where you know he's going to get his 20 pretty much every game. Um, I, I think that's probably what really, really what I was getting at, that uh, you know, he, could just, he could just create points by getting to the free throw line. And uh, they, They've had to learn and find their way without him this season. I, I think Leah Robbins has potential to be that guy, and everything can really run through him. He affects things so much. And you saw that when he was out for four games, just how much you miss. Uh, it's not just you know throwing the ball to him inside and letting him you know hit a jump hook or a fadeaway and he's so deadly on those shots, but just the attention that he gets and the way he's kind of able to draw defenders off of other players or make a pass or set a screen and make things happen. Uh, he is just a, a guy who affects the game on both ends of the court. His shot blocking ability really good there, and um, yeah, I think he had 19 and 12 last time, and he had a really nice performance out of Tyron Lawrence at 18 points and, and 10 rebounds, which is career high for him, but. It, that, that game against Ole Miss, it, you know, like I say, it was close most of the way, but then you had about three or four really big buckets. You had Ezra Mignon score on a drive, and you had Trey Thomas hit a three. That He had his struggles the last couple games, but he saw that one bounce off the rim and fall in there for three, and sometimes that's what it takes to get you going. And Miles Studi hit a big wing three, and it felt like those particular shots were ones that helped Vanderbilt build that uh, working margin. And, once they got ahead by 11 with less than a minute, that's hard to come back from. Ole Miss made a couple threes, but uh, they never were really able to, to get any closer. So, yeah, I think the scoring is being spread around a little more this season rather than just having the, the one focal point in Scotty Pippen Jr. like Vanderbilt had last year. No, you got to get in there and pick up your son from school uh, tonight, 6 o'clock at Memorial Gym. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks for the visit, as always. Hey, anytime, guys. Come by and see me. Yeah, we'll be there uh, pregame 530. So, yep, looking forward to it. Sounds good. Kevin Ingram, 530 pregame, 6 o'clock tip.
Vanderbilt in Tennessee. Vanderbilt played them well in Knoxville earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, went into the break up two mm-hmm. at half, and mm-hmm. then uh, Tennessee just kind of took over yeah, couldn't, things couldn't hold it in uh, the second half. Couldn't hold on to that. We'll take a break. By the way, if you want to jump in there, we've had a lot of phone calls. We haven't been able to get to everybody. 615-844-5600. That's 844-5600. We'll come back with your phone calls. We'll do that next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month. Presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped. Get ready for a star-studded show. And secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies. Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. Today's going to be cloudy. Showers likely could be a thunderstorm into the night tonight. Today's high 66. Also becoming windy tonight, the low 56. Winds gusted to 45 miles per hour. Showers likely Thursday. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine. It's real. It's fun. It's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. 
listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Well, oh, man, come I'll, on. I'll be good by summer. All right. Still getting caught. Still getting caught by big voice guy. 615-844-5600. I'm just glad Devlin's got me turned off because it would have been – yeah. It's just weird if I keep jumping yeah. in while yeah. he's he's trying to talk. Trying to talk because he's not going to stop. No, let he's you know not. he's not he's gonna not. stop and let you. No, and then you know there's no pause. No, I probably would stop, but <laughs> it would be so awkward. Let's go to Clay. Let's uh, get through these phone calls. Got a lot of people want to talk. Clay, what's up? Hey boys, how we doing today? Great, good, Clay. Justin, by the way, when yes, I sir. speak to makes it sound more like I'm speaking to Darren and not to you. That's no uh, slight on you because Darren and I have a relationship from previous shows, but uh, I'm glad you're on the radio now with your brother. I love y'all's show. <laughs> well, thank you, Clay. I appreciate it. And I, and I know that Darren has had previous relationships, so <laughs> I'm not offended. Um, guys, this, this one's got my – this one's got my dander up a little bit tonight. Oh. It always does. Oh, okay. When we when we play the orange, um, you know, one thing that could be a key part of this game tonight is Kevin mentioned down in that debacle in Tuscaloosa. Like you said, Robbins and Jordan Wright had a pretty nasty collision where they bumped heads. Jordan Wright finished that game, you know, with a, a bandage a big bandage on his head. And since then they've discovered he's had a uh, concussion and he didn't even dress against Ole Miss. So his availability tonight could be really key to this game. Um, You know, this is his last opportunity maybe to play against Tennessee unless they play him in the tournament. And he's been, you know, he's had his struggles at times, but he's been a pretty good player at Vanderbilt. He scored over a thousand points and, been overall, you know, a pretty good player. So I'm curious to see, you know, if he's able to play tonight. But one thing that scares me about tonight, guys, is Tennessee uh, in the last couple of games has not shot the ball very well. Two games ago, uh, you know, they had a really poor three-point shooting percentage and maybe even overall. And then they had a game that I like to call a rock fight with a really low score against Auburn and I've seen many teams, you know, come in here not shooting the ball very well from the field and then really they call Memorial Gym a shooter's gym. And uh, I'm just curious to see if, you know, Tennessee really gets it going from three tonight and shoots a pretty good percentage. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because you just nailed it, Clay. Uh, The last two games they haven't been very good. Florida Mm -hmm. made them pay and Auburn couldn't because it was, you know, it was in Knoxville and – like you said, it was an ugly, ugly game, but somebody had to win, and Tennessee was fortunate enough to win that. By the way, Auburn turned around and lost again last night, yeah. so they look like they got issues. But, but, but Clay, to um, your point, I'm sorry, but, Darren, I didn't mean well, to I was just to say, but you, you, you just know they're not going to shoot like that, you know, night in and night. Like, you just wonder when are they going to – because they've done this, right? They've, yeah. They've had a bad little stretch, and then all of a sudden they've come out like gangbusters for two weeks, and yeah. then they – you know, then they had the week that they just had. And so you just wonder, can Vanderbilt keep Tennessee, 
keep this up because they need this thing to be what Tennessee wants to have it, right? Not yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. But quite honestly, this game needs to be in the 60s. Well, and, if Tennessee's in the 80s, Vanderbilt has no chance. No, no, they can't generate that. But, Clay, to your point, historically, as a basketball club or organization or whatever program, Vanderbilt needs to shoot the ball, especially at home, and shoot the ball well. They're not a run-up-and-down, fast-break team and never have been. They need to be able to hit shots, especially at home, and that's not something they've been able to do. Yeah, um, Darren, real quick, um, on my way out the door, maybe you can do this later on uh, if you want to, but I'm curious what you think about the situation up in Kentucky. I watched the game last night, and there was people even in droves with oh, like yeah. four minutes four minutes to go. I mean, where do you think that stands mm. with John Calipari in Kentucky? I'd just be interested later on mm. if you talk about that a little bit. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Clay. Uh, that's Well, they got smoked. Arkansas went in there and just beat them up. Yeah. Arkansas beat them by, what, 15 last night in Rupp? Mm. Like, I, I don't know the margin, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was 15. It was 15. Yeah, it's – Kentucky is not – you. you're talking about decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades – of basketball. Yeah. There ain't been a whole lot of people going to Rupp Arena over the years and smoke Kentucky by double digits, 15 no, points. No. Uh, not like a good they, look for look, them at all. They're just – I don't know. I, I don't – there's obviously something off with that team. I, what are they ultimately going to do? I mean, remember, they were a one – they got ousted in the first round last year, correct? Wasn't it St. Yeah, Peter's so. that beat them? Yeah. In the first round. If they don't even get into the tournament this year, I don't look. Yeah. To say the natives are restless, if you've been listening to the show, and I know, thankfully, a lot of you have, we know the natives are restless. If they don't make the tournament, which right now they're they're probably maybe just in. They're a bubble team, for They're sure. They're a bubble team, for yeah. sure. Which is weird to think, but, but yes. But if they don't get in, or even if they get in and they're they're you know one, they may they're one and done again, and or done, win yeah. a game and then lose. Look, it it's gonna get ugly. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know how. Didn't they give like Kyle Perry like a lifetime contract? Like I don't know how much they owe him. I mean, I don't know how much it would take to get. You can ask I, him to be coach emeritus uh, <laughs> and tell him you know. We'll always love you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> just have a seat right over there. We but got I a special, can, special cushion seat right here. Just I for can you. tell you this: it ain't gonna be a fun off season. Yeah. No matter you know, unless they actually pull a trigger. I don't know, but it's let's see how it plays out. This team, there's something off. I don't think they're a threat. There's just something not right with them. Shebway, by the way, isn't the same player as last year. He was mm. Player of the Year. He's just not. Yeah. Um, well, it's but there's something off with this team. Yeah, there, well, that much is clear. The question is, what is it that's off? Can it be fixed? It's probably not going to be fixed this year. No. And has John Calipari run out of magic? Is it, yeah, is it kind of has run the its game caught up with him? And now you know, or is it, it just run its run its course? It's just run its course. Yeah, yeah. Ha that happens. It does. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys, early it was so always good to hear from Dr. Detroit. I love him so much, guys. Mm. Uh, first of all, if I can get what I really want to talk about, uh, he's not going to get his wishes as the NFL goes. <laughs> because let me tell you something, one of the things I already dealing with now is, of course, the Raiders 
I have to make a decision, or at least they have to try to work out a trade for uh, Derek Carr before the 15th, or he's going to get $40 million. If not, they're going to have to cut him, which I know they don't want to cut him for nothing, but we'll see where that goes. And, of course, you've got Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do and stuff like that, which that's the ongoing start. He's going to have a darkness retreat, whatever that is. So. But it doesn't it sound like though the Saints and Derek Carr that that's probably what's going to happen because I, I agree talking, with you. because haven't the Saints kind of said like we're yeah we're gonna we understand the compensation I I kind of felt like the vibe is yeah. Derek Carr's going to end up in New Orleans yeah yeah because I think they want to get him uh, out of the conference in AFC because uh, right, Josh McDaniel yeah. does yeah. want to face him yeah just like I know the NFC. Uh, Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers out of the conference yeah. if they do trade him because they don't want to face him as well. So everybody said now that they feel like the Aaron Rodgers has kind of become like Brett Favre. So. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, in a way, yeah, the history yeah. has repeated itself in a way. Yeah, yeah. Guys, another thing I want to talk about was the NBA, and you were talking about which, LeBron. Which, well, and, by the way, Eric, real quick. Oh, okay. The whole yeah. dark place, we didn't really get to touch on that with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We talked about it, Justin, off the yeah. air, remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wilderness retreat he or whatever. Is, he is something, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. He's an interesting or, or less, cat. Or unless he's going to hibernate and go to a, into a cave or something like that. I don't, I don't yeah, Who I, knows? Go sit in darkness for four days? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Frolic. Whatever, dude. Yes. Can't you just do that at home? Just shut your electric off. Just sit yeah, at home. I, I guess. Know. I mean. I, I, I guess so. I guess so. But uh, also early, you guys were talking about the NBA, and you made some points that was interesting. You were talking about what if Michael Jordan hadn't left for those two years, it would have been interesting to see what the score would be, and who knows, he could have won a couple more championships and won like eight straight. Another thing a lot of people don't talk about that I think is interesting, what if LeBron had went to college for four years or Kareem had came straight out of high school? What would the scoring record be from that perspective? A lot of people don't talk about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, mm. because during the uh, 70s, of course, uh, you had the early 70s where Moses Malone and Daryl Dawkins came straight out of high school to the NBA. And other than that, it's pretty much everybody, pretty much back then, went four years uh, to uh, college. It wasn't until the late 70s we saw more of that where Magic left his sophomore year. I think Jordan left after his sophomore year. Uh, James Worth after junior year. And then you had guys, a few other guys coming straight from high school into the NBA. And now you've got the one and done, which I think is totally ridiculous how to get rid of that. If players want to go to the NBA, they should be allowed to go to the NBA. They shouldn't be made to go to college if they don't want to do that. You know, it's just that to me has never made any type of sense to me, but it is what it is. But also, you talk about all the rule changes in the NBA, like uh, where I think you don't have, like, I guess, handshaking anymore, the three point shot, which wasn't back in the day. Uh, you had, of course, the NBA back in the day was a lot more physical, and that, of course, has changed too. And some argue whether or not LeBron's the greatest player or not. I've I have him number two behind Jordan, but there's some to throw Kareem uh, above him. Some say Magic, some say Bird, some say Kobe, just all that stuff. And also hear a lot of talk about LeBron. There are already people saying he's an iconic Laker. I'm not going to go that far, guys. He's not an iconic Laker. Look, he's been there five years. He did get him a championship, but I don't consider him on the same level as guys like Kareem and Magic and Kobe. And Jerry West and some of the Elgin others. Baylor, say, no. who, who, yeah, yeah, who yeah. Is, are people really? Uh, my, have I missed that? I've yeah, heard oh, that. No, it's out I've there. heard oh, people yeah. say he's Laker? iconic oh, Laker. Somebody yeah. asked legitimately, is he the best Laker oh, of all time? Oh yeah. And, and, and in fact, if you listen to the play-by-play, I guess I don't know if it's from the Laker or whatever. Uh, when he made that shot to go ahead, uh, it basically used the terminology. When he made the shot after the shot, he said he was an iconic Laker. I've oh, heard that thrown around. Uh, 
uh, I will pass on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no. I no. think a lot of people think they should get a statue out. I said, no, I'm not going to go that far. Listen, it probably would have meant something if he had been with the Lakers his whole career or even the Cleveland Cavaliers his whole career. LeBron's a great player, but I think some of the things that kind of hurt him is just his mercenary attitude going from team to team, especially the decision, which I didn't agree with. And also now this whole thing where he's not taking any responsibility for the Lakers and their situation. He definitely wants to take credit and all that type of stuff for the decision and getting together with D-Wade and Bosch and all those guys, but not for bringing the Russell Westbrook. He's trying to absolve himself and blame and everything like that. But I will say this, LeBron a lot of times had to move off players. Like he, Dwayne Wade was a friend who moved off him. A lot of people think that, too, that Anthony Davis has been struggling lately, that there's a possibility that Anthony Davis may be traded. I'm surprised he has been traded already. I'm not going to make too much of him sitting on the bench, all that type of stuff. But there have been people saying they think there's something wrong for Anthony Davis. I know he's been hurt and stuff, but he's also been struggling and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that and Westbrook all that shakes out. Yep. Guys, That's it's always good to talk yep. to you guys. Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, AD's great. He just can't stay healthy. No. It's a place he's good for, what, 60% of the season? No seven-footer. 50% of the season. No seven-footer has been able to stay healthy consistently. Yeah. In the NBA in the last 10, 15 years or so. Just true. Like, name, name me one. Who, who's who's seven uh, foot and stayed it, healthy for the most part? Is is Anthony, Was he 6'11", though? Yeah, 6'11". But is it, yeah. Isn't Durant like 6'10", 6'11"? Yeah, but he ain't been healthy either. Well, I know of late. But overall, <laughs> though, he has, hasn't he? For the most part? Yeah, he had a streak there. But, yeah. I mean, he, he, nobody that tall know, is just, you know, it's just. Hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard. Look, their, their body's just. It's just built. I mean, there's yeah. been there's been a lot more cases that we can state of the guys that were that tall that never could stay healthy. Oh yeah, and it ruined them possibly having a great career. Oh yeah, because of their body mm-hmm. than all the ones that didn't yeah. have. They're just not built issues. like the rest of yeah. us. It's just different. Yeah. That's right. Uh, let's go down to Columbia. Nate, you're up next. Welcome in. What's up, guys? Uh, what's worse, Kentucky basketball? Preds hockey or that baloney call from the other day? Oh wow! Oh, the baloney call. The baloney call was yeah. We're gonna have to go with that. That was um, that's that's bad. Yeah, yeah. We don't. I know, mean, the, we're not sure. Well, well, I think we'll blame it on the margaritas, but I don't know. I don't know where that was going. Last night did not look good at all. I mean, I know that's an obvious statement. What, what did you but, not like about it? Listen, listen, Nate. Did you keep your money in your pocket, Nate? I did. I, I was so. Aren't you glad you called the show? I was so tempted to take the under of the first period, but I think there were like three goals in yeah, the, yeah, was two uh, in to the one. first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I stayed away. Um, the the thing that got me through the game is that I had th- the three different fans around me. I had the novices behind me. Had out of towners in front of me. I don't think they were uh, Golden Knight fans. I think they were Red Wings fans. And I had great conversations with them. And then I had um, a couple of intoxicated guys across the aisle. And then behind them was basically a big old frat party. So I don't know what was happening at the arena last night. Uh, I actually, there was a lot of Vegas fans around me, which kind of surprised oh. me. Yeah, when they were, uh, yeah, when they scored and during the anthem, I I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I know. I, I know I saw some, but I didn't know that there were that many there. Uh, they honored the TSU band last night. They were in I the heard house. That. I heard cool. that. That was really the cool. Grammy yeah, that was award winning. I was to say Grammy award winning. We forgot to mention that on yeah. Monday. 
yeah, that was pretty cool. But I mean, that was kind of, I guess that was kind of the highlight of the night, the, uh, TSU band. So, well, no, the first goal by Duchesne, uh, was the highlight and then that was it. I mean, that was literally it. Yeah. I mean, I looked up, I mean, yeah. I, I hadn't been paying attention to the shot totals. Um, when you're out working the game, like I've been so accustomed to doing over the years, you just, you know, I'm just sitting there with my kid, man. We're talking, you know, got a nice couple next to us that they was talking to us. And so, you know, just being, being a fan, man, I'm just there to have fun. So I'm not paying attention really to the shot totals. With eight minutes to go, the Preds had six shots on goal. Mm. Let me repeat that. Mm. Eight minutes to go in the game. They had six shot total. That they had six shots on goal for the game, sure not that for that period. The, it wasn't for the period. No, for the game. Yeah. They finished I with seventeen. That was uh, not indicative of that game. That was just a whole lot of garbage shots at the end. It means they spent a whole lot of time in the Did Vegas it? zone. Then yeah, extra attackers. I'm just saying uh, they. And then with about six minutes to go in the game, they had eight shots for the game. Mm. And I, think, and I think it was a 13-minute stretch where we had only six shots on goal. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was going to say it was going to be probably closer to like a period. That's what it felt like. That's ugly. Yeah. No, it, I think it bled over into a couple of periods. Yeah, it was uh, but, not good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not great. But uh, let's see if uh, the Vols can actually play up to their, um, I guess, standards. If they – if that really is their standard, you know, playing well. Um, I, I don't really know what to make of the team. <laughs> I mean, they're good, but I guess it just depends on what night. Yeah. I think uh, I think the body of work tells us, Nate, thank you for the phone calls always. I, I think we've seen enough to know Tennessee's legit. Now, we look, uh, just, I'll keep saying it till we get there and then we see how it plays out. Like, all this regular season stuff was great, but we've oh, no. been there, done that. But – what what is going to happen when they get to the NCAA tournament? That's, that's a all real that matters test. now. And that's all that really matters for that particular program right now. And that coach who's been doing it for thirty years—that's really what it is. What it is. But they're they're a very good team. They are. Are they capable of a long run? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've got the talent to do whatever. But you know, <laughs> at some point you got to do it. See how that ball bounces <laughs> in March. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah. At some point you got to do it. So it's all right, we'll come back. Again. Uh, wrap up the first hour. Doug, we'll get to you on the other side before we get out of here as you listen to the McFarland Show, WNSR. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. 
offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. You got Alexa, just tell her to play WNSR. She'll do it. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, man. Say, Alexa, play WNSR. That's really cool. Boom, there you go. Let's go back to the phones. 615-844-5600. Doug is up next. Doug, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, just wonder if there's been anything current on old 88, <laughs> Michael Irvin. Apparently, you know, allegations of some female inappropriate things where he's been removed from the NFL network and, uh, you know, a man's innocent until proven guilty, but kind of hate that for Michael. And I just wonder if anything's been been cleared up about that. Or I'd like to see him on, you know, media role because Michael's, you know, real energetic and – but. Seems like trouble just seems to follow him every couple of years, and just hope this can can just go away. You know, do you, do you know any Cowboy details fans? other than he's been pulled uh, off NFL Network and all Super Bowl coverage? Yeah, well. that's something to a female. She, you know, turned him in. They watched video. Uh, apparently, they pulled him off. I mean, heck, he didn't even make it midweek. So, uh, just wonder if anything's been brought he current said, of that, or he'll be. Yeah, that he told the Dallas Morning News that. Uh, he and a woman shook hands, and there was no other physical contact. He says the old handshake. Yeah, he says he's baffled, a bit baffled by it all. Yeah, those handshakes will get you. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe a dap next time. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen, brother. Yeah, Doug. Oh, that's yeah. a good way to. That's, yeah. There you go. Pop that down and leave. All right. That's yeah, well. end, on a, end on a high note. Made us laugh. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, I Doug said it. Innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying I don't have. A, clue I don't. I don't know what happened. But all I know is, ain't nobody going to the police about a handshake. Okay, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes people think people are targets and they want to make something out of them, and that's Michael Irvin. Maybe he'll give me a couple of dollars. I don't know. I don't know. It, it wouldn't be the first time. Obviously, it wouldn't be the first time Michael Irvin was involved with something. Have people been falsely accused? Yes. Yes. I, I'm just saying. Has he been squeaky clean his whole no. life? No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I not going yeah, we all know the answer. I'm not defending anybody. <laughs> I don't know I'm not one way or the other. Pronouncing anyone guilty or innocent. I'm just saying I enjoy yeah. him uh, in the media role. I do. I think he does a good job. But oh, yeah. I mean, well, he's entertaining. There's, there's times he is. There's times where he's over the top, but he's always been that. Yeah. Way. That's who he is. So that's what he's it, there for. Right. That's yeah. right. So, I don't know. Doug, we don't have any new news on that. Sorry, man. We'll come back Steve Layman, News Channel 5. We'll talk about the Titans. Mike Vrabel talked yesterday. Everything going on with them, we'll do that next. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. Making the case for another term, President Biden delivering his second State of the Union address, touting the administration's accomplishments and what he hopes to nail down in the next two years. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. ABC News senior congressional correspondent Rachel Scott. Tense moments in the chamber when the president insisted that Republicans wanted to cut Medicare and Social Security. Republicans wasted no time jumping to their feet. Several shouted no. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene got up. She was among several Republicans who shouted liar. And then the president using it as an opportunity to put Republicans on the record. Now this morning, Vice President Kamala Harris telling ABC News she hopes Democrats and Republicans can work together over the next two years. I think that there's a bit of what happened happens in that room, sadly, that it, it's about theatrics. But when you talk about the substantive work, I think we've seen some success in terms of bipartisan work. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, delivering the GOP response to the president's speech. A new generation of Republican leaders are stepping up, not to be caretakers of the status quo, but to be change makers for the American people. In Turkey and Syria, the earthquake death toll now tops 11,000, making it the most deadly quake in more than a decade. Turkish President Erdogan declaring a nationwide state of emergency. LeBron James making history, becoming the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, saying after scoring his 38,382nd point before home crowd in Los Angeles. I knew when I got drafted as an 18-year-old kid that um, I could play the game of basketball and play it at a high level, even against grown men. Um, one thing I didn't know is that um, the success I would have. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whose record LeBron broke, was there to hug him after he made that shot. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. 
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Go me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour rolling along here live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio, Darren and Justin. Here with you, let's bring in Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. By the way, you can watch us every day, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I've got on a Mustard Preds jersey that I haven't brought out in, I don't even, I've had this thing, I couldn't tell you the last time I wore it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I see the, I mean, I see the saber. tonight, that is the, that's the Nash Vegas. Yeah. Going to host uh, Smashville Live, and then got Nash Vegas, and it's around uh, the Mustard Cat tonight, man. Yeah, so because you know I had to dig deep in the closet to find the this. double saber tooth staring yeah. me in the eyes with the double eyes there. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what's unique about that one. Yeah, let's bring in Steve Lehman. I bet he doesn't. I bet he's not wearing a mustard jersey. No, jersey he better today. not be. I don't think so. Steve, what's up? I am not. You're right about that. Uh, I was wondering, though, you were that inspired by last night's effort that you decided to bring it out? Uh, I didn't say I was inspired at all. Uh, I was there, <laughs> and um, no, it was anything but inspiring after that Duchesne goal. I'm just saying tonight's theme is this, uh, and so right. I felt like it was proper. You know, I should I should dress appropriately, and so that's that's where I'm at. But no, it was anything but inspiring uh, last night coming out of the break. Yeah, I was there as well, and I'm getting set. I'm in Springfield, Missouri right now, getting set to call Belmont and Missouri State tonight. I felt like I was watching a basketball game last night with as many fast break points as the Golden Knights had in that game. That's not supposed to happen in hockey. Uh, there were uh, quite a bit of breakaways, weren't there? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, 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 that was not good. There was a lot of bad bounces, too, Uh Pucks there going were. between legs, and you know, it just next thing you know, there's another break. It's, I I saw people complaining about Soros's play, and I'm like, really? Were you were you watching the game? Like that that game could have been eight nine one easily. Totally. Easily, it, it could have been, and I I don't think it was his best night. No, but I think five to one was pretty representative of what the chances were for Vegas and what he possibly could have done. Preds could have scored more themselves with a couple breaks, to your point, 
and it could have been a little prettier game than what the final score was. But, yeah, not a good night back for the home team after what was a incredible run-up to the break to put them back in position. So they got to get going again. What do you think, uh, quickly, what do you think about tonight's game? How do, you, how do you feel about Belmont's chances on the road? I like them. Got to win. Uh, they're in the middle of a stretch here, Darren, where this is game two of a four-game stretch where they have to win all four. And if they do, they put themselves in position where the final three games against all three contenders at the end, that if they win one, I think they guarantee themselves the first round bye in the tournament. If they win two, I think they'll secure at least a share of the conference title. So this is a key stretch Mm. here to win the games that you should win. And this will be tough tonight on the road, but win the games that you should to set up that final stretch where you're really playing for something. Yeah. Right before we went to, uh, took to the airwaves yesterday, I mean right before, the Titans announced that uh, they are going to elevate Tim Kelly to OC. So they decide to do it in-house. One, what do you think of that move? And, and what I said yesterday, Steve, is I'd love to know what we'll probably never find out, but what was going on behind the scenes for the last month? Were they really considering other people? and they got turned down or they couldn't finalize a deal. Who said some, no, Steve? Right. Who said no? Well, like, how did we get to this? Because you, you could have made this announcement a month ago. So I would just love to know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know if we'll ever find out, but what would you think of the move? Yeah, and frankly, you could have made this move potentially in mid-October or November. Yeah, And true. there were some fans out there calling for it then, and for that reason – I think it's probably underwhelming now, but at the same time, I think Tim Kelly did a pretty good job in Houston. He had two years, and when he had Deshaun Watson, that was a really good-looking offense. When he didn't have Deshaun Watson or really anybody else, it was a really bad-looking offense. But one thing that I take some heart in from what Mike Vrabel said yesterday is if you go back to the final game two years ago when the Titans were wrapping things up and basically securing the one seed – in the final game of the regular season, and the Texans were terrible. Tennessee got up to a big lead, and in the second half, Tim Kelly completely changed the Houston offense, went with a different philosophy and style, and they passed their way back into that game. And I think that impressed Mike Brabel. Somebody knew Tim Kelly already, but that adaptivity impressed him to watch it in that game. And I think that's what he wants. The thing that I also took away from what Brabel said yesterday, and I asked him, I said, Everybody wants to know how much this offense is going to change or it should change. How much do you want to see it change? And he said, look, you're always going to have an identity, and we want to keep that physical presence. We want to be able to throw the ball off of that. But the things he said to me that stood out is he said, I want to be multiple. I want to play with more tempo. I want to find different personnel groupings and basically not telestrate it where you don't have guys who are just in for running plays or guys who are just in for passing plays, be able to do a lot of different things. And I want a bunch of players who are going to be versatile and able to do different things. And those, to me, are all things that I know I complained about over the last couple of years, and I think a lot of Titans fans did. So if that's the charge for Tim Kelly, and he's got the background and what Mike Vrabel saw in that game in Houston, I think there's hope that it can look different. It's not going to be wholesale changes by any means. But I think there's some hope that it can be a different-looking offense next year and beyond. I don't care 
I really don't have a, a strong opinion one way or the other because ultimately Mike Vrabel knows better than us, right? I mean, he knows. It was kind of like when he decided, you know, he played that silly game with Shane Bowen for a year, and, oh, I didn't know having a title was that big of a deal. And it's like, come on, Mike, stop it. And so he named him, you know, defensive coordinator, and I didn't have a problem with it because he knows him better than us. And you know what? Nobody's talking about Shane Bowen as the D.C. anymore. I, I'll just trust Mike Vrabel knows – more about Tim Kelly than we do. So if he feels like he's the right guy, then okay. But here's where I'm going with this, Steve. He's handpicked Tim Kelly, okay? There was a whole lot of stuff about Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and a lot of other candidates. And he is telling all of everybody, this is the best guy for the job. If Tim Kelly, if nothing is changes or the whole offense doesn't get a whole lot better, at some point, you run out of, you know, I guess free passes, get out of jail card free, and everything is going to – all the attention will go on Mike Vrabel. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think in some ways it already does, Darren. Just the way this all played out. and He, he promoted Todd Downing from within a couple of years ago when Arthur Smith left. And look, his hand was forced a bit there. He'd lost two coordinators in three years to promotions. Mm-hmm. And – you know, he had a guy on the staff that he thought had earned it. But it didn't work out, obviously, and that's why you're making this move now. But to go back to the staff again to make another hire, if it doesn't work out, yeah, I think there's some real criticism that can be levied to Mike Vrabel in that situation. It's funny you mentioned the titles, too. A few years ago, he wouldn't give Shane Bowen the defensive coordinator title. Now everybody on the staff has some right, sort of right. a title. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not just a position coach. I mean, it's passing game analyst, oh, yeah. coordinator, offensive coordinator, <laughs> run game coordinator. I mean, who's, who's coordinating what at the end of the day? And, I mean, I think the answer is it's Tim Kelly. He's the guy who ultimately does it. And all those guys have roles in helping build the offense and then helping game plan within the course of a week. But, I mean, that's his goal. Um uh, that that's his goal is to have Tim Kelly be the guy in charge of everything. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I do think you're right that it ups the pressure on Mike Vrabel if this doesn't work out because this is really the first year where we've seen some adversity. His whole career was just success, good coaching hires, wins, playoff bursts, and now you have a seven-game losing streak, a losing record, you miss the playoffs, you fire your offensive coordinator, and you're replacing him with someone on the staff. If that doesn't work out, the noise gets a little bit louder. Yeah, that is a good point, by the way. Mike Vrabel went from, what's the big deal about people having titles, to now everybody's got one, and some of them, we don't even know what it means. So it's like, what what does that person, what does that title do? Like some, you know, like, you look at some of these titles, it's like, what what is their, their uh, you know, what do they have to do day in and day out? Um, did you see... Ian or uh, Albert, I guess it was Albert Breer that initially put it out there. I've seen several tweeting about it. Did you see the other about the hire of Chad? Is it Brinker? Yeah, Chad Brinker from yes. Green Bay, uh, who was a personnel football uh, executive as their new assistant GM. Have you, have you been able to look into his past at all and know a little bit about him? Well, he's a pro personnel guy, so he's been very much involved in the Packers scouting of other teams, scouting of free agents, looking at guys to to pick up during the course of the season. So I think you're talking about a guy who knows the league very well. 
and can be a good add-in to the personnel department here. It does make me wonder, though, this is seemingly the first real move by Rand Carthon between his scouting department or his personnel department to bring in a quote-unquote Rand Carthon guy. And so what does that mean about, you know, any of the other people who are there? You know, Ryan Cowden, what does it mean about the scouting department? A- anybody else but... Uh, you know, I mean, the Packers have done a pretty good job of bringing in pro guys around the league, free agency moves and all of that sort of stuff, and have won a bunch of games over the year. So I don't think it's a bad thing to bring in a guy from that system, but it does appear to be the first real move by Rand Carthon to sort of establish his own personnel department. What did you make of uh, Coach Vrabel's comments about Ryan Tannehill and the fact that he's been in the building every day, uh, according to what I heard him say? Uh, and the fact that, you know, he's been very engaged with the team uh, here in the early offseason. On the simple front, Justin, I think it means that he's still rehabbing. And so the best place to do that is at St. Thomas Sports Park Mm. as opposed to at his home in warm weather in Florida, which is where I'm sure he'd prefer to be right now. And I know his wife would prefer to be there right now. So I, I think that's really the biggest part of it. But Look, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback of this football team until someone says otherwise. And so he's going in there every day, and I think he's preparing for next year. And He's talking to whoever those coaches are, and I'm sure those talks will intensify now that Tim Kelly is officially the offensive coordinator. And you bring in Charles London, a new coach, to be in that quarterback's room and have some role in the passing game for the Titans. I'm sure those talks intensify, and he's going to – He's going to get right down to business with it and and plan to be the quarterback and plan to win some football games here next year unless they decide to go in a different direction. But, okay, Steve, is it possible? And Is it possible they've already made the decision about the quarterback before they even hired the offensive coordinator? Wouldn't you have decided, you know what, we're not going to stick with Ryan Tannehill and then maybe hired someone uh, to go in that direction? Or is this higher – uh, indicative for the fact that they're going to remain with Ryan Tannehill here uh, for the foreseeable future into the next season at least? Well, obviously anything's possible. I, I don't think it's likely they've come to a 100% conclusion on that because mm. I think there's some variables coming for them. I mean, heck, they haven't even been to the combine yet. They haven't really seen what's happening in free agency. Uh, you know, there's rumors out there that, He's gauged some interest on some trade possibilities, but that's not going to happen yet. And so until you can kind of get a real feel of what the price of something like that would be, I don't don't think you can make the 100% decision. That being said, I do think, Justin, that the hire of Tim Kelly or the promotion of Tim Kelly makes it more likely than not that Ryan Tannehill's back next season. That may be his last season, but I do think it's more likely than not that them keeping the offense with at least sort of the fundamental or foundational pieces of where it's been the last few years and saying we're going to add a few more things or be a little bit more multiple, it makes more sense to me than not that Ryan Tannehill would be the quarterback that they'd start with, which is kind of what I've said all along is when you look at all the holes, when you look at the offensive line, when you look at the need for skill position players, I don't think quarterback is the most pressing thing to address on this team. And so especially if you could maybe work out a new deal and save a few bucks on Tannehill, I think it's more important to work out those things and bring back Tannehill for a year or maybe two years or whatever and then find your long-term quarterback a couple years from now than go the other way because 
if you get the quarterback now but you have no offensive line, well, you might kill him. And I don't know if that's the way you want to go either. <laughs> Coach Rabel talked to – well, I'm not going to say he talked a lot about it. It was in his language. Roster building, adding pieces. Uh, these are things that he normally does not say in the offseason because there's been a general manager above him who's been in charge of such things. Um, so in the past, he says things like, well, you know, we'll talk to John, see who John brings in, and then we'll go from there. That wasn't his language yesterday. He talked a lot about, well, we, get, we, we have to get some guys in here. I talked to Rand, and we believe that we need the, – the language is already sounding – uh, a little bit different here to me, uh, Steve. Did you hear that yourself, or am I just making this up here? Justin, dare I use the word collaboration? Oh, my. <laughs> I, oh, my. I, 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 I feel like that's where he was going with that yesterday. He didn't say it, but it felt like what Rand Carson said at that introductory press conference, that this is going to be two guys talking about the state of the football team and the head coach saying, hey, I think we need a few more of these guys. And and yesterday, one of the things he said multiple times was, we need more speed. I want yes. to see more speed, specifically on offense. So I'm just guessing that that has been a hot topic around that building over the last few weeks since Rand Carthon was officially hired. And that's going to be a goal this offseason, to find some guys who can stretch the field and be difference makers on offense, maybe difference makers on defense as well. But, yeah, I, I think there's no question that in the past, where John Robinson clearly had the final say on those personnel matters. And, you know, Mike Grable might have said something, but at the end of the day, he always kind of deferred to Robinson. And then this season when people would ask, what do you think about the roster? He still sort of deferred to Robinson and never was critical. I think if you want to read into anything, yesterday was sort of that first little sign that Mike Grable was saying, look, the roster wasn't good enough last year. We have to tweak some things. We have to be better in these areas. And between Rand Carthon and myself, we're going to work hard to identify the players who can help us. As we wrap this up, Steve, you said tweak. Do you really think it's going to be a tweaking offseason, or do you think it's going to be an offseason where we're going to be hit with all kinds of news, a lot of wow days, like wow, you know, for us, for you going on television, for us coming on this radio show and going, man, the, tit the Titans have parted ways with fill-in-the-blank, or the Titans have traded – for fill in the blank, the Titans have signed fill in the blank. Or, or what? What are we in for this off season? That's a great question, Darren. It really is, and I, I'm not sure I can give you a good answer. I I think we are definitely headed for some wow days, if for no other reason than they're going to have to part ways with some salary in this off season. They just can't. They can't yeah. make enough moves without doing that. Yeah. So I don't know who it's going to be necessarily, but you're going to see a Bud Dupree or a Zach Cunningham or maybe a Ryan Tannehill. You're going to see a guy like that or two guys like that or three guys like that be out of a job at some point this spring, and I, I would classify that as a wow day. That being said, I think the overall makeup of the team, I don't think you're going to see wholesale changes defensively. And offensively, I think you're going to see a lot of effort to try to find speed on the perimeter, guys to put around Derrick Henry in terms of other playmakers, and you're going to have to rework that offensive line. You just have to do those two things. And so that makes it, to me, far less likely. You're not going to see a major move with Derrick Henry this offseason. I can't imagine. You're not going to probably see them part ways with Ryan Tannehill this offseason. 
you're not going to see big moves with other star players. So if it's possible to really straddle the fence and say both, I think it's that. I think the tweaks are going to be in places like the offensive line, which isn't much of a tweak, by the way. But, you know, revamping the offensive line may not seem like a sexy overhaul, but it's necessary. And I think the wow moves are going to be more in, like, salary reduction and cuts of a couple key guys. Have you ever been to a darkness retreat? (laughs) No, and I have no desire to. Sounds like the type of thing that would make you go insane. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't I don't understand the fascination. All right, uh, on the way out, uh, I know you got hoops tonight on the road. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Since we won't talk to you before this game takes place, who do you got? I think it's going to be a great game. I'm leaning Eagles. I, I think they've just been the best team all season long. I also think they're healthier going into this game, Darren. I like their defense, and especially if Patrick Mahomes isn't. 100%. I think that pass rush has the ability to get to him and, and make his day very tough. So I'm going to lean Eagles, but look, Patrick Mahomes has been there before. Andy Reid has been there before. Travis Kelsey's been there before. Chiefs are the highest scoring offense in the league. Could they win a shootout? Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great game, but I'm going to say that the Eagles get it done. Okay, good stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Good stuff there. Mm -hmm. Belmont and Missouri State tonight. Steve will be on the call for that. We'll see if the Bruins uh, can get a big road win tonight in conference play. All right, we'll come back. Your phone calls are welcome the rest of the way. 615-844-5600-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show on this Wednesday next. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who... They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... 
Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys, so I'm happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken, <laughs> Clark, sir. you just made the haters so furious, so thank you very much. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. I brought up Chad Brinker. Yeah, you did. Steve Lehman. So people had not seen or heard. Albert Breer tweeted out, I don't know, it was probably an hour or two before we went on the air, that the Titans, uh, according to a source, Titans are hiring Packers personnel, football administrative executive Chad Brinker as their new assistant GM. Brinker's got an incredibly diverse skill set and has been on our future GM list the last two years. Hmm. He'll be a part of a Cleveland-like model under new GM Rand Carthen. What does that mean? Help me understand. Well, is that analytic driven? Yeah. Okay. But say Cleveland's kind of been leading the uh, way there. Have they though? Well, yeah. Then analytics is that is it working in Cleveland? Then? Well, d- you know, <laughs> they haven't quite got the right people for the analytics okay. to analyze okay. the right way. Sure. I just yeah. They you know has it been really working and they they got they got a few, they don't they don't have it all. Who do together they play? Yet. Oh, they didn't play. Who did, yeah they didn't play? Did they in the playoffs? No, 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 no. they didn't. No. Uh, Ian Rappaport then followed up a tweet and said, when Rand Carthen and Chad Brinker first met, Carthen played running back for Florida, whose defense held the Ohio running back Brinker to minus 11 yards. He worked his way up from there, uh, undrafted free agent running back, Packer scout uh, to Green Bay executive. Now Brinker lands a key role with the Titans. So, I don't know. Look. In all sincere, in all seriousness, remember when it came out? Like the Titans have not exactly been an analytic-driven franchise. No, no. In fact, their analytic department was probably way smaller than this studio we're in right now. Well, 
because their staff was pretty small according to NFL standards. Well, they were they were an old school bunch who believed yeah. their eyeballs more yeah. than numbers sometimes. Uh, And there's no question, and one thing Steve Lehman brought up in that interview there that Mike Vrabel did say is about the speed factor. And you brought up last year, uh, or, you know, well, it's last year, a few months ago, when the Jacksonville Jaguars made the trade for Calvin Ridley. um, And you asked, well, why wouldn't the Titans want this kind of guy? And I brought up the fact he's not tall enough to play or because they like bigger wide receivers. Well, when I say they, who I meant was – John Robinson <laughs> likes bigger wide receivers. Do I know for a fact that Mike Vrabel also believes that same philosophy? I don't know, but I think we're about to find out. If they start signing guys uh, who are now, you know, six foot, you know, and under, but have blazing speed, I think that is just part of what we're going to see as far as a philosophy tweak, as far as the kind of guys are going to start coming in here now that that other philosophy has left the building I don't have any problem with eyeballs the eyeball test is fine I think that you have to have a little blend of of, I don't believe you should be all analytic driven I don't believe you should be all old school eyeball I think you should be able to you know meld the two sure and use them both to your advantage right use use both right old school and eyeballs uh, that's that's fine but you also, you know, there is this new world of analytics and this different system where you can, you know, look, it served the 49ers well. Yeah. They have found a lot of players late in the draft through analytics. Yeah. That others were like not even, I'm sure they weren't even on their draft board. Oh, yeah. And so you can do both. Uh, the Titans need to get with the times, and it looks like they're they're trying to. Go ahead in that direction. Yeah. Let's go to Tony in Nolansville. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, first of all, I purchased a little half a cup of sand that a friend of mine told me Tom Brady had walked by his house one time and walked through the, his children's playset, sand set. So I, I told him I'd give him fifty cents for it. Oh, I so thought I was, don't know if that was a good deal. I thought you were going to say it was fifty thousand. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you were rolling like that, Tony. <laughs> Guys, I was sitting last night watching the bread a little bit, and thoughts come to my mind. Here they are flirting with the playoffs. Who knows if they're going to make it or not? And then I, my, you know, got to thinking. UT baseball flirted with a national title and going to the World Series didn't happen. Bandy didn't happen. Titans flirting with the playoffs didn't happen. Here the Preds are now. The sounds I think did. Uh, get into the their uh, minor league baseball playoffs, but I don't think they went no they farther. Did. They did. And then you've got UT baseball, all, all these uh, UT basketball, right? Don't forget now, Nashville SC. They also have been getting into the playoffs, right? So, SC. So all these teams have flirted yeah. or are flirting, and they none of our Tennessee teams have gotten over the hump. Now, of course, bandy baseball many years ago, we know, and I say many, current years of baseball, but I'm talking current, the last year or so. And none of these teams have can get over the hump. What do y'all think that is? Hmm. Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question. Why can none of our Tennessee schools, whether you follow, whoever you're following in college, you know, can't get over the hump? 
Well, and then the minor the the proteins that we all want to come together and follow, including the Grizzlies. I left them out down in Memphis. None of them are capable of getting over that hump. Well, hold off on and the Grizzlies. Put that on pause, okay? So let me let I, me attempt to answer your grenade question that you pulled the pin and rolled <laughs> and put it in our laps, okay? Here's just this is just first glance, right? These are just a couple things that come to mind. One, let me just start with the obvious. Winning it all in pro- let's keep this at a professional level, okay? Let's let's stick to okay. because as you said, Vanderbilt's won a couple national titles in baseball under Tim yes. Corbin and so, you know, I mean UT, you know, football 98 so we don't let's keep it at a professional level. One, it's really stinking hard, Tony, to win. It is. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it's hard. It's really hard to win championships. That's why you have to admire it whenever people, uh, you know, or franchises or organizations win it multiple times, man. That is freaking hard to do. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups in six years. The L.A. Kings won a couple Stanley Cups. The Tampa Bay Lightning went to three straight Stanley Cup final. They won two of the three. Mm. It's stinking hard to do that. Yeah. Okay, so let me – there's the obvious. And here's something that right. I've brought up for years. And again, it's hard. Same deal with what I'm getting ready to bring up. And if you guys don't agree with this, that's fine. But this is you're just asking me to answer it honestly, and this is right. how I believe right. it. You don't – it's so much – it's already hard. And then it's really hard, Tony, when you don't have that dude, that special special generational player. And unfortunately, in this market, we have not had that. We have had the Hall of Really, Really Good. Mm -hmm. The Hall of Really Good. Mm -hmm. But we have not had generational. That's why I'd say hold off on the Grizzlies because you know what they do have? That dude. Okay, John Morant is. We think. Well, we think. We we think. We think right now that John Morant is – that generational player, right? Yes. Right now. It would seem. It would seem that he is that guy. It's still very early. The Predators, unfortunately. Last year with the Titans, we had two or three dudes, and we still fell short. No, 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 no. Tony. We d- who, who, who was the dudes? I'm talking about maybe not this past season. I'm talking about two seasons ago. Who? We had A.J. Brown. We uh, had AJ, no, A.J. Brown is not who. A.J. Brown's a, a. really good player. A really good player. Really no. good player. You Tony. You wouldn't have called him a dude two years ago. No, 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 no. no. I'm talk, when I say dude, I'm talking no-brainer for the Hall of Fame one day. The no-brainer players. Okay? But like the Pittsburgh can. Penguins, Sidney Crosby is a dude. Right? Patrick Kane for the Blackhawks is a dude. Patrick Mahomes is a dude. I'm talking about those type of players. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I think we still had Derrick Henry, and I think he is that dude two years ago with the line blocking point. Now, he did get hurt. He got hurt down, and and we understand that. But I think that they still had the team to do it, but – I was just thinking. No, no, that's not what I said, though, Tony. I didn't say they didn't have the team. I I didn't say the Predators or the Titans or Nashville SC or any of these professional teams weren't equipped to win it all. But it's just just harder when you don't have 
that player that's different than everybody else. And we haven't well, had that in this market. Today. I made a bet today with two buddies of mine, a straight-up $50 bet okay. to each. Straight up that the Chiefs will take down the Eagles because they have that dude in Mahomes. Okay. Do you, what do you think about that bet? Is that a good bet? Uh, I think it, I think we're in for a treat. I think we deserve it because the national championship game in college football was an absolute dud. So we all deserve a great Super Bowl. I believe we're going to get that. I think that depending on the day and the wind patterns, <laughs> I, I like a different team probably every day. So I I don't know, Tony. I, I one day I wake Kelsey up, I like the Chiefs. <laughs> huh? Would you call Kelsey? A dude? Yes, yes. Help me out on that. I oh, would yeah. too. Yes. I would too. Yes. He's good. And the last thing, guys, last, that's a good topic. We could, that's a good topic. We need to have lunch. It is. They talk about it that. is. It's a great topic. Uh, and congrats to LeBron. And, you know, he did what he did. We knew it was going to end up in that fashion. But yeah. when you put him in the same category with uh, Michael and Kareem, you know, one thing I've, I've always, we've talked about this before and stuff, other people am the thing about cream and i heard it again this morning a statement that was made is for lippy is the fact that michael jordan lebron james handled the ball probably would y'all say 80 percent of the time in a game you got to handle cream mm. had to be fed the ball cream he a lot of times trips down the floor he was not fed the ball and jerry west or whomever might be shooting kobe but uh, I just I, I think that was a good statement made that you know the number of points Green might have had would have been a lot more. Okay, well, save Tony, save some of these topics for another day. Like when we get in the summer months, man. Like you got all these great <laughs> topics. Don't burn them all in one show. This is a good. This is a good discussion. Thank you for the phone call. And Thanks, Tony. Thank you, guys. Honestly, like that, that's on. Let's say I, I, I could talk for the next ten minutes say, about that. But can, I, I, so know. let's save that. Like okay. let's save that. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're we're gonna need topics like this. Okay. When when you know we get to that sports talk desert. Okay. That is like May, June, and July. Okay. We need topics. Don't do that in February. The 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 Wednesday before the Super Bowl. No. Too much going on. Yeah. Come on. All right. Let's uh, Devin. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, can we get Bob? Let's sneak in Bob. Can we just do that? All right, let's sneak in Bob in Antioch. Oh. We'll get to him next. Bob, what's up? Hello, Bob. Hey, guys. I enjoyed meeting you guys at your remote at Tusculum Lanes a couple of weeks ago. My question uh, is uh, is this. Was last night's Predator loss the most uh, alarming loss, in your opinion, of uh, the season? And then my, my other comment is I really don't think that the Predators have as much talent on the roster as we're being told that that they have that you know maybe when they were all in their prime maybe yes but I think a lot of them are uh are, are past their prime I, I just don't think the talent uh is, is there can you give me some examples give us some examples of, of who's past their prime in your opinion uh Joe Hansen, uh you know I what well, I think all of them, Johansson, Forsberg, and Duchesne, you know, they, they crested last year. I think they're on the, the back 
back uh, in. Uh, Forsberg then, better you know, not be past his prime at this point, Bob. They just know, signed him. I, I mean, you, you, he better not be. Know. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Terry Crisp, you know, Terry Crisp says you can you can sign a player for eight million dollars, but that doesn't mean he's an eight million dollar player. Uh, I've you know I've told that We've story. Seen that time and time again. I've told that you story know. many times. Floyd Reese says yeah. you can sign him to whatever you want. Doesn't make him that player. So right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But what, what about last night's loss? Were you especially alarmed by it? Uh, yeah, yes, 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 very much so. Fresh off the All Star break, Darren, yeah. you were alarmed yeah. by. It. I mean, well, you don't give well, them a pass for. Okay, no, no, you're you're not you're not in the Ten business days off. for passes right now. Like Vegas was in a break too. Like yeah, when you're yes. when you're on the outside looking in, and look, I understand what you're asking. Oh, yeah, but you know they're in urgency. You know they're in urgency mode. Like, they don't have time to ease back in. They don't have time to – they've been easing all season, right? If you're on the outside looking in all season, ain't no, there ain't no time to ease. Okay. They got 33 games left, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah it's it's a lot. And then the fashion that they – I mean, Duchesne scored the first goal, what, Bob, three, four minutes in? And literally yeah. they got dominated after that. I mean, dominated. Unless you feel differently. That's the way I saw it. Do, 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 I agree. Do you think that the uh, that there are any locker room problems or uh, leadership problems? Because they they had the tendency to come out flat quite a bit. You know, look, I, I I think me and you are going to have to slightly agree to disagree. I, I think when we've talked about this in the past, Bob, I just feel like their roster is good enough. And I don't, I don't know why um, it's looked the way that it's looked this year. I do believe they're a playoff team. This is a playoff roster, but they haven't played like it for most stretches of the season. And when I look at their talent, I don't understand why. Because I do think it's a talented team. I'm not willing to say that they're, you know, Stanley Cup contenders. I just said a playoff team. And I don't really think that that should be even in question. I think they've got enough talent – to be an absolute playoff team, but yet they've been, as I just said, predominantly looking on the outside or on the outside looking in all year. Well, well, do you think uh, you think it's coaching or do you think it's leadership group? But in, in terms of the flatness and the inconsistency, I, I'll tell you what. Well, Bob, again, I'll tell you what. Well, Justin, our calls, we we. Oh yeah, I mean we. These are great questions, Bob. I'll address it. On the other side, okay. okay? It's a really good question. Thanks for the phone call, and it was great meeting you. Uh, yes, it was. Thank you, sir. Uh, we'll come back and touch on that uh, as we continue on here on this Wednesday here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. 
Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Welcome back to the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Give them a call at 615-844-5600. I've never sat in the, like a TV truck. Devlin, I'm sure you have, and I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think you have either. Doesn't it feel like now with this, you know, the new, new creations we've got that Adam has hatched for our show, which are great. They sound great. But I feel like we're sitting in the TV truck when we come out of a break. Like Justin's like the producer. Right? <laughs> He's like, quiet on the set. Hey, uh, don't, stand by. Stand by, big voice guy coming. Stand, stand by. Stand by, Stand by for the big voice. Stand by for the Darren, big voice. Here we go. Bring us out. Darren, you're going to be bringing us out. Darren, you're going to bring us out after the big voice. Wait, wait for the big voice. And four, three, two, big voice, Q, and Darren Q. Does that sound like he's heard that in his ear for 20 years? If, if that's what goes on in a TV truck, that's pretty much spot on. What goes on <laughs> I know. I've never said it. It one, sounds a little I've, different in a TV truck, let me tell you. But, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it depends on what you're doing. Um. I feel like we're getting TV Justin. 
here lately with the big voice sounder guy. Listen, we're just trying to keep everything on track. No, I like it. I so just, you know, you got to do. Cracks me up. There's there's certain disciplines that are taught, <laughs> and so because if not, trust me. Oh boy, trust me. We could literally be sitting here during the break talking about whatever Derek Carr to the Saints or what we had for lunch, and all of a sudden we get we hear the bumper, and Justin's like, "Stand by, don't worry, big voice guy coming down." Stand by, Darren, you're going to be bringing us out? You Listen, just, like, break out into TV, Justin. I'm trying to stop the false starts, you know? <laughs> you want a clean broadcast. That's the goal. You know, a clean broadcast. So there's certain steps you put in place for the clean broadcast. There's been rare occasions where words aren't even said. He'll be looking at his laptop and just put a hand up. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> you noticed that? I didn't even think you noticed yeah. that. But <laughs> I'm trying to stop Darren from, from jumping the gun. I know. Or I'm also trying to cue him in, like, aren't we supposed to go to break like three minutes ago, man? You're supposed to be doing the thing. But, uh, you know. That's funny. That's too funny. I was telling you during the break. Um, not that I'm surprised by this because we we love our listeners and the people Absolutely. that participate in the show. And we're we're lucky to have so much participation. We love it. But, man, our Freaking listeners are coming up with some great questions, man. We could. They are. Maybe we just need to sit back and just let them call in and throw out these great questions. And we can sit there and talk about them for 10, 15 minutes. I mean, we can do, Lord knows, the, the LeBron goat conversation. Cream, all, oh my god, And the gosh. cream and all I that. I mean, thoughts. you can go on for, for a not, long time with but that. But not Wednesday before the Super Bowl. We don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, whether or not Derrick Henry, you know, is that dude. Uh, and, and you know what? I, That's I, another one. Yeah, I, I do. Since we're here, and okay. we are, I do want to touch on that real quick because that one's burning in my pocket a little so, bit. So yeah, touch on what I was bringing up with Bob. It, well, or actually, that wasn't Bob. Who was? It was Tony. That was Tony. Yeah, Tony Nolensville. Yeah. So here, here's the deal, Tony. Is Derek Henry a Hall of Famer? I believe he is. I believe he's a Hall of Fame uh, running back. Uh, the the issue is, Tony. And I'm talking to you directly, you, I Tony. I know where you're going. The issue is, Tony, he's a Hall of Fame running back at a time when Hall of Fame running backs are no longer that guy you need. The that, recipe the dude to win. You need. Yeah. It's just not. And we did this uh, exercise a yep. few weeks ago when Darren and I first started covering the NFL in 1998, Tony, in that fall of 98, the top leading rushers in the NFL all had the played on teams with the best record in football. All of them did. Terrell Davis, Emmitt Smith, you can go down the line. You had the best running back in football. You know, one of those, Jamal Anderson. You Jamal Anderson, 14-2 and two with the Atlanta Falcons behind Jamal Anderson at 1,800 yards. Now, the top three running backs in the NFL this past season did not make the playoffs. It's just a different game. Derrick Henry is a outstanding historic Hall of Fame player, in my opinion. He's just a Hall of Fame player at a time when we don't appreciate Hall of Fame players at that particular position. That's it. So he can't be a difference maker in a championship way. He can be a difference maker where you can win a few extra games, and there's no question Derrick Henry's put the team on his back. But he cannot be a Super Bowl-winning championship difference maker in the way that you need him to in this NFL. Yeah, and I wasn't saying that you cannot win without that special generational player because there are, by the way, there are also special generational players that don't win it. No, I mean, all it, the time. Happens, okay? All the time. I'm saying that the hill is steeper, the mountain is taller. It's just a harder climb. 
and we, for whatever reason, haven't had. We haven't. We we weren't the Indianapolis Colts. We didn't get lucky no. and go from Peyton freaking Manning to Andrew Luck. Yeah. And you win a whole lot of division titles, and you get to Super Bowls with dudes like that at quarterback yeah. in the most important position. We weren't fortunate enough to be the Green Bay Packers to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. That's like 35 years yeah. of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, you need a guy who can carry you. That's the difference. You can be a Hall of Fame guy, but are you a Hall of Fame guy that can carry an entire franchise to a champion? In, in Portland right now, Dame Lillard is an outstanding basketball player. Anybody who says otherwise is kidding themselves. He's amazing. Is he going to win the NBA championship? No. No. He's, he's not going to do it. He's not. He may go to the Hall of Fame, but he's not going to win an NBA title. Not, not, not from that position. Not, he doesn't have the, the amount of help. He's in the wrong conference. He can't do it. He can't do it. Yeah. And the Predators are no different. They have had some really, really good and have some really, really good players. We've just never been able in this market, but remember their first ever draft pick was two, number two overall mm-hmm. when they became the, you know, their first ever draft yeah. as an expansion franchise. And they got David Leguan. And, and Tampa had the first pick and they had Vincent LeCavier. They won. Yeah. Sorry. David Leguan was a... Was a was a good player. He was a good player. He was a really good player. Yeah. Was he generational? No. no. Could he carry the Predators? No. no. Vincent LeCavier was special. He was now he's not gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time, yeah. but he was better. But these teams that win it, whenever you get those type of look, by the way, the verdict's out on Connor McDavid. I mean, well he ain't yeah. done any special winning yet. Yeah. Is he special? Are him and Dreisaitl special? Yeah. But right now, the Edmonton Oilers ain't done anything in the in the, the playoffs. And the other thing about it is this: in the NBA, in the in, in the NBA and the NFL, both the special guys that can take you all the way are not always available in every single draft, nope. every single year. Nope. They're just not there sometimes. They're, They're not. just not, you know, because the Titans have drafted, you know, Derek Locker, uh, Derek Locker, Lord, Jake Locker, Vince Young, you know, Marcus Mariota. And those guys were all top 10 picks who we thought, you know what, this could be the guy. Big success in college, this could be the guy. And they weren't. And in most cases, none of the quarterbacks around them were. Cam Newton is the exception. Cam Newton won the MVP, got a team to a Super Bowl. To your point, it wasn't a Chicago Bears. We're drafting Mitchell Trubisky. And, oh, by the way, shortly after yeah. that, Mahomes and Watson. Yeah, we missed on – Or yeah. Watson and Mahomes. It wasn't like that. Right. There it, was – those guys, it was, oh, if you didn't draft Lockhart, you were getting, uh, you know, uh, Christian Ponder. Yeah. If you weren't drafting Christian Ponder, you were drafting Blaine Gabbert. Get Eli, it? Just Eli a whole Manuel lot of – Or whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> it's just not, you know – if the Titans had ended up with Jameis Winston, would it have been any different? I mean, it's hard to say. Probably not. You probably would have, you know, no, done about no, the same. No, I don't. I mean, no, no. You're right. It wouldn't be any. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, oh, well, they got. No, no. It would. It would have been about this. You know. In other words, to your point, that year for Tampa and for Tennessee, it was the wrong year to be at the top of yeah. the draft. It was yeah. the wrong year. Could have got Jay Cutler. They had one and or, two. Or Matt Leinart. Would it have been any different with them? Nope. In here. Nope. Probably not. You're talking about over the Vince Young. Yeah. Nope. 
Maybe I don't know. Nah, I mean, probably could you, not. Because you have it won a few more games, advanced a little further. Yeah. But were you going to win the Super Bowl? Nope. nope. You know, because that's at this point in the franchise history, that's what we're really talking Leiter about. Leiter was a bigger bust than Vince Young. He was. Leiter was the worst by far. I mean, some three. of this is matching up with the right coach and the right yeah. system and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I just don't see it for the coaching staff we had at the time. Any of those guys were going to come just, in here and gonna, light it on fire. Yeah, was it going to change? Yeah, it's. You're right. It's sometimes it's just the the fortunes of having the the high draft pick at the right time, the right yeah. year. Because, like you said, yeah, are do do great players come out of every draft? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes it's uh, it's uh, it's a defensive tackle. Yeah, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. Like, there's probably you want it to be. There's probably a Hall of Famer in every single first round or second round, but somewhere in the first sixty picks of every draft, there's a Hall of Fame player probably. But it doesn't mean that player is going to win you. No, a no. Right. So, uh, as for Bob's question. Again, I don't feel like he thinks this roster is as talented as I do. What is the missing component? I don't know. Is it is it what he said? Where the you know the players you know just because you make X amount of money doesn't mean you're that player? Could be. Is it they're not being motivated from the, from the coaching staff from the coach? You know that that is their job or jobs to do, possibly. Did they I, overachieve be last year and make us think they're better than what they would? I, I don't know, Justin. I, I mean, I don't know either. I, I don't I, know either. I think they, their roster is comprised of enough talent that they should absolutely be in the playoffs. Hands down. Mm-hmm. But okay. right now, they've been on the outside looking in. Yeah. All season. So clearly my assessment has not been right. But it doesn't mean I don't believe it's good enough. I just believe there's a missing component. Something is off. Yeah. That's that's what I believe. For sure. And I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't know what's off. Yeah. I know right now we're off. We're done today. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is next.